says this is a special episode when we <laughs> talk about oh gosh i thought about this the other day like what would a drinking game be like if it's a special episode if i make an old reference yeah, old person reference if you get embarrassed oh. which is a lot <laughs> you're always like oh my god i'm like you wrote this it's fine anyway uh when whenever we we put we get on a soapbox and we start talking about some sort of like uh anti-capitalist or yeah. anti-patriarchy issue yeah yeah i think it, whenever i stop you from reading or joyce and just be like but what about their penis like anytime <laughs> i ask an inappropriately timed question about like a sexual body part or something i don't know i feel like that would that would work i am recording <laughs> okay wieners, wieners. <laughs> all right so we are recording? Yeah. What's that? What's Give me that cold open. Oh, it's so cold. All right. So this is an article. <laughs> Make sure you like you have the mic pretty much facing so you're not talking away like that. Yeah, like just, yeah. I'm just going like, like to like brush a my mushrash against the, the spit yeah. card. Yeah, I want to hear that mushrash. <laughs> T- tickle that wiener. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine someone is gently holding their penis in front of you just hoping just hoping all right now talk <laughs> that's not the right the right thing to nope, make me want to get close we to fucked it up <laughs> all right so this is an article from march 8th of this year and it is japan's killing stone splits into possibly unleashing evil nine-tailed fox spirit naruto come get him (laughs) (laughs) i'm not as familiar with that one sorry naruto i I never really i don't want to get on another tangent but yeah i never really watched naruto Naruto? hey no judgment i just didn't do it it was after my time Mm. all right ominous event has people fearing this is a harbinger of doom spirits are lurking everywhere in japan hiding in forbidden forests, mysterious islands, and a stone on a slope in Nasu, Tochigi, Tochigi? Tochigi. Yeah, that sounds right. Tochigi Prefecture. This isn't the only stone in Japan that's believed to house a spirit, but what makes this one noteworthy is the fact that the spirit of a nine-tailed fox is said to be sealed inside it, and we all know nine-tailed foxes are the big bad. Yeah. As far as spirits go because the more tails the more powerful this week however the massive stone at nasu split in two prompting fears that the evil fox spirit has been released the boulder is so deadly it's called seshoseki seshoseki i think you had it which translates as killing stone This large stone, registered as a national scenic spot in 1957, has been a site of mystery for many years, acting as a tangible connection to the myth of the nine-tailed fox. According to this myth, the powerful fox turned into a beautiful woman named Tamamo no Mei. Tamamo no Mei. Tamamo no Mei. Tamamo no Mei. Don't, don't worry about it too much. <laughs> we'll just ask that our uh, Japanese listeners or yeah. people who know Japanese help us. help us out. That's totally fine. I feel like I'm not the worst. No, I think you're doing pretty good. But yeah, I also, fine. the last time I tried to learn Japanese was in high school, which I know no one knows my age in the listener land, but it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I, uh, my boo actually got me Rosetta Stone for Japanese. Hell yeah. Um, and, and then I... I had been asking for it for many years, and then I got it, and I didn't. Oh, maybe I retract my hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. You should. It should be more of a shame on you. 
Uh, when did this Shame. happen, by the way, the, the breaking of this killing? So it, it happened, it happened, I think. Pretty recently, right? Yeah, yeah. March 8th. It mm. said this week. So, mm -hmm. and it came out on March 8th. Okay. So it was in, it was in yeah. last month. Yeah. Can we think of anything terrible that's happened within the past <laughs> month? <laughs> no, this is the quiet before the storm. Yeah. Actually, there's been plenty of terrible things that yes. have happened, but I don't think it's the kind of thing that a nine-tailed fox demon would have done. But yeah. how many nine-tailed fox demons do you know? I just feel like a nine-tailed <laughs> fox demon that turns into a woman. You're not probably... answering the question. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like they probably wouldn't go like ruin this one. women's rights or... Yeah, that yeah. seems like one that they would be kind of like not wanting to. Well, the nine-tailed fox is is more like a natural disaster. Mm -hmm. It is something that is n not necessarily technically evil, but just ambivalent towards human suffering. Mm -hmm. Like a cat. Yes. <laughs> All right. So who? Okay. So turned into a beautiful woman who attempted to kill Emperor Toba, the ruler of Japan, from 1107 to 1123. It just made me think just the way it was phrased that it was that she continuously attempted the uh, during those years like over and over just like damn it like a cartoon <laughs> villain like yeah. oh foiled again toba damn you you got away during my long exposition of why i do the things i do <laughs> why is that a thing in anime i don't the drama yeah i guess yeah, yeah that makes sense plus it's nice to give your evildoer is like a, an explanation. Although I have watched shows where they don't, where they're like, I don't really care. And then they immediately try to kill the hero. And I do like that. That's yeah. darker. Yeah. <laughs> However, a sorcerer of the court discovered the woman's true identity, prompting the fox to flee to Nasu, where it turned into a huge stone. Poison leaked from the stone, killing people and animals who passed by it, leading it to be known as the killing stone. This terrible history has led to the rock being revered and feared over the years. So when visitors to the site discovered the stone had split into two this week, the internet went into overdrive, with theories about the possible catastrophic consequences being discussed online. And then, like, it shows, like, pictures of, like, here's what it used to look like, with its cool, like, cord around it to seal, seal it, and then here's what it looks like now. It's just two big pieces, hmm. just uh, right in half. Seems like a weird, weird thing to do. You know, yeah, the running away made sense, but then I'm going to be a rock for a while. Maybe I guess I'll maybe pee it, poison. It felt like, can't get me, I'm a rock. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It may have been that someone turned them into a rock and then nobody knew about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It wasn't a rock, it was a <laughs> demon fox. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Comments online included, so the fox seal is broken? This is a frightening sight. Has anyone else noticed that the inside of the rock is fox-colored? Has the scary nine-tailed fox regained its power? The imperial household should hold a purification ceremony right away. I feel like this is important to the big event. While many online feared the broken stone was a sign of portending doom, others pointed out that the rock was believed to have been exercised by the 14th century monk, Gino. G-E-N-N-O? Would it be Gen or Jen? I don't know, because uh. it's not yeah. an English word, so, or name. Shinsho, Geno Shinsho, who split the large boulder into three smaller pieces, two of which hurtled out to the other areas, leaving this one in its place. Visitors to the site in recent years also mentioned that they had seen visible cracks on the rock, which may have allowed rainwater to seep into the structure. Eventually weakening it, weakening, weakening it, eventually weakening it and splitting it in two. Whether the split was caused by natural or unnatural causes, it has a lot of people on edge, especially in light of current global unrest that the world is witnessing right now. Here's hoping the stone will be resealed in the presence of a monk or priest in the coming days. The ceremony just as carefully planned as the one involved in the removal of a vengeful samurai's head in Tokyo. And that is a link to something else cool, I guess. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's it. That's the killing stone. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. Oh, Lord, she coming. Oh, Lord, she coming. Coming. Get down broke. She's out. She's broke. out. She's out. All those you know, tails. I have to say, if there's like a demon out there that notoriously tried to kill like a tyrant emperor, um, we could use you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, you you got you got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um come along. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Y'all y'all wanna get Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready? <laughs> I am ready for this. Hooray. Break, break so it down. Um I do say this every episode, but this is special, especially to me personally. Uh today we're gonna talk about the Chupacabra, the or the goat sucker, as it translates, also known as the thing that gave Baby Joyce nightmares for a considerable amount of years. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this one is uh, the the one that kind of like really got me into the the cryptid, um, the whole the whole shebang. It was Words your it was your gateway drug. Yes, it was the gateway. Uh, I don't know if drug is the right word because it just filled me with fear and anxiety. But what doesn't? Uh, also, can also there be are plenty of drugs yeah, that's that do true. that. Yeah. That's true. Uh, not the ones I usually seek out, but sometimes, you know, you, you get the wrong strain and you're just like, oh, Whoops. God, I'm going to die. <laughs> ah! Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, collecting myself. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so there are actually two very different versions of the Chupacabra. The original creature originated in Puerto Rico, and that's the one we're going to kind of focus on mostly today. Uh, the other version comes from reports and sightings in the Americas. They're both very different monsters, but we'll get into it. Um, the reports of mysterious deaths of livestock attributed to the chupacabra wouldn't start till the 90s. <laughs> this phenomenon actually said to have started in 1975 in the small town of Mocha. Um, the residents of Mocha blamed these attacks on El Vampiro de Mocha, or the Vampire of Mocha. Sources say it was initially thought to be the work of a satanic cult, as they always think. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one could find really any evidence to corroborate this. Uh, maybe they it was a different... They never did. Huh? <laughs> they never do. They never did. They never do. They never This was did. in the, uh, the 8 or the 90s? This was... So this was in the 70s. Oh, okay. Um, this is... Pre, this is pre-Chupacabra. So pre-Satanic Panic, too, truthfully, because that was in the 90s. Was it 90s? I thought it was like in the 60s or something. Mm-hmm. No. no, well... It was the, like late 80s, early Because like when, when did Dungeons yeah. and Dragons come out? The late 70s. Yeah. Because like Dungeons it, and Dragons, everyone was like, it's Satan. Well, that mm, was later, true. though. They blamed all, like, Satanic Panic. That was when they really came for Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> well... Yeah, so not a cult. Um, but, you know, maybe it was a different creature. Maybe it was a cult. Maybe it's Chupacabra. <laughs> so, <clears throat> to get to the actual Chupacabra story, the first reported attacks that eventually were blamed on Chupacabra came in March 1995 okay. when Baby Joyce would have been 10 years old. <laughs> now you are telling everyone your age. I know, I am. Do the math. Um <laughs> So in March 1995, eight sheep were discovered dead, each with three puncture wounds in the chest area and were reportedly drained completely of blood. People were baffled as to what could have done this in this odd manner. A few months later, in August, an eyewitness named Madeline Tolentino Tolentino, um, reported seeing the creature in the Puerto Rican town of Canovenas where as many as 150 farm animals and pets were recently killed. Damn. I know, it's fucked up. Tototino, sorry if I'm pronouncing that terrible. Their encounter occurred one night in the second week of August of 1995 as she was doing laundry at her home. While doing so, she happened to glance out her window and saw something, some kind of figure. What she reported seeing was a creature standing on two legs that had a lizard-like appearance with large claws and glowing red eyes. While she ran to get her husband to help identify the creature, it disappeared into the night. Into the night. It was absent when the Latinos returned. I keep saying it, I just can't help but think like Totino. Totino's, <laughs> Totino's pizza rolls. I'm like, oh God, I'm so sorry. 
When the pizza rolls came home. <laughs> when the pizza rolls got done. Uh, Madeline reported this to the local press, and some sources think this is what sparked the chupacabra hysteria. Uh, the most common description of the OG chupacabra is that it is a reptile-like creature is said to have leathery or scaly greenish-gray skin and sharp spikes or quills running down its back. It is said to be approximately three to four feet tall and behave in a fashion similar to a kangaroo in the sense that it uh, stands, but also in the way it hops. It tends to hop to move around. Uh, chupacabra has glowing red saucer eyes, mm-hmm. and sometimes it has wings like a bat. Uh, it's also been noted the smell of sulfur. It seems to be a common thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. Unlike conventional predators, the chupacabra is said to drain all of the animal's blood and sometimes organs, usually through three holes in the shape of a downward pointing triangle, but sometimes through only one or two holes. I need to emphasize to you all that the chupacabra mania was pretty big. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like people started guarding their livestock. Kids were like being escorted to schools and shit. Even the mayor got involved. Uh, by 1996, it had been reported that up to 2,000 animals had fallen victim to our thirsty creature, a thirsty girl. But yeah, the mayor set up a safari <laughs> with like 200 or so hunters. And basically they pulled a goat in a wagon, kind of like in Jurassic Park, <laughs> like through the town. And like they were all like, you know, had their pitchforks and their bullshit. <laughs> and they were, they tried to lure the creature out, but to no luck. Um, <laughs> reports were streaming in and the populace was in hysterics. And during the frenzy, supposedly it was a Puerto Rican comedian that actually coined the name Chupacabra, which I said translates to goat sucker. Um, the Chupacabra fear had died down considerably since then, at least in PR. Um, but Anytime a goat is mysteriously killed, people start to wonder again. In October 2019, a video recorded by Mundo Bavani, probably not pronounced right, I'm sorry, showed the results of a supposed attack on chickens in the, I don't know how to pronounce that sector of Larze, Puerto Rico. (laughs) I forgot to do my my, uh, pronunciation check. Practice, yeah. Yeah, I usually try to. Um, Sorry, everyone. Uh, the other version of Chupacabra that I kind of mentioned, which originated here in the States, is usually described looking more like a strange breed of wild dog. Mm. Uh, this form is mostly hairless and has a pronounced spinal ridge, unusually pronounced eye sockets, fangs, and claws. Despite many differences in appearance and behavior, it still kills its prey in true Chupacabra fashion. Uh, in the early 2000s, people started finding bodies that resemble the wild dog version of the Chupacabra. Not knowing what it was, many of these unknown creatures got sent in for analysis. Most of them ended up being canines with mange. Yeah. Um, sarcopic mange, a highly contagious skin disease, fairly common in dogs, among other such animals, forces its sufferers to itch away at mites burrowing under the skin. The skin ultimately loses its hair and becomes abnormally thick, and the itching produces nasty-looking scabs. All this checks all the boxes for the Chupacabras of the Americas. Fun fact, the uh, town that Jim and I grew up in, there was someone who was on the news for catching and killing a Chupacabra. <laughs> Again, proved to be a coyote with mange, but you can find that on YouTube if you search. I have not ever heard of that. Wow, wow, wow. You should check that out. It's 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 good. It makes me sad, though, because like, I've watched some stuff about oh, it's the Chupacabra, and it's like it's obviously a suffering dog or coyote. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you like? Wh- wh- yeah, yeah. Like it's like dogs, coyotes, sometimes like raccoons and shit. But yeah, it's always like kind of these like little. You know, I mean, it's just what hysteria does. Like it yeah. causes people to immediately assume the worst in a situation. It's just wild to me because like these people live mm-hmm. on farms and like you would think. I yeah. I am no nature expert, but like mm-hmm. I can spot with my little eye a mangy <laughs> dog or coyote. Like Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I would say yes, I agree with that, but at the same time it's like, you know, there's so much that is unknown in the world. Like sometimes I'll be walking around my house and I see like this fucking spider or bug. I'm like, what the fuck is that? But then my head is like, someone knows what this fucking thing is. I just don't. I have no frame of reference. But like, you know, someone out there has seen this. There's so many fucking bugs. There's no way to know them all. You know, mm-hmm. same could be said about creatures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm it, trying. I like our reptile chupacabra. 
that's no, my I, I like the I like the OG. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. I don't care for the agreed. You know the OG one. There's not as much um, proof of you know it being fake. You know, there's not like any evidence of it. You know, it's a little bit more ambiguous. As these are just obviously always things with names. Um, but yeah, got a little bit more, and then we're gonna get that horny. <laughs> so gonna get uh, that. I'm gonna get that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know the story. Yes. Um, a little ways from home, in October and December 2018, there came many reports of suspected chupacabras in India. Um, many domestic animals and poultry were cu- killed in a suspicious manner, similar to the chupacabra attacks. And several people reported that they had seen such creatures. However, forensics experts pinpointed street dogs as a response for the mass killings of domestic animals and poultry after studying the remnants of a corpse. Uh, theories for the Puerto Rican version of the creature are all over the place, uh, despite the Puerto Rican government's attempt to have biologists come in and try to explain it away. Because again, it was a big deal. It was causing issues mm-hmm. with tourism and shit. Um, you know, and their hope was to save tourism and calm down the general public. But theories range from aliens, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. to military experiments that uh, kind of got away, to various animals like bats looking for new food sources, what have you. Uh, typical cryptid speculation all around. Benjamin Radford, the author of the 2011 book Tracking the Chupacabra, feels the rumors of the U.S. government conducting top secret scientific. I can't even say this is a straight face. <laughs> top secret scientific experiments in El Yungi. That is not. You framed for us have led Puerto Ricans who already felt exploited by the Americas to think the U.S. had created some kind of blood-sucking creature. So there's like this big rumor yeah. that mm-hmm. there's yeah. top-secret shit happening because like distrust with, you know, rightfully so, the U.S. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another theory offered up by Radford is that people were just feeding off the popularity of the 1995 sci-fi film Species. Oh, Y'all remember that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which has an alien creature that does bear a striking resemblance. Yeah, to I didn't the realize that was Chupacabra. 95. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, supposedly during his five years of research for the book, Radford went over the original reports made by Madeline Tolentino, not to be confused with Totino's. <laughs> <laughs> but on the skeptic side, uh, sources say that the blood draining by the Chupacabras or any creature was never proven. Uh, from what I found, the only way to tell if an animal is fully drained of its blood is through this thing called necropsy. Uh, I read of a veterinarian who analyzed 300 supposed victims of our monster. It was noted saying none were bled dry. Mm. Uh, many folks say it is not uncommon for predators to leave prey to die instead of eating their kill. So could explain like all these things with like the slight puncture wound. Well, like yeah. so big cats mm-hmm. are like all cats love mm-hmm. to kill. Sure do. For fun. And big cats take down their prey by grabbing the throat. This is true. Mo- most big cats won't leave a kill. Um, tigers definitely will. They're notorious for being play hunters. But if they're scared off by something after a kill. Possibly. But even then, like big cats rarely are scared off unless it's like, you know, a very large sick animal and like a herd kind of comes back and scares them off. Um, but. Uh, most of the time, the energy needed to catch something big, it's not worth the play. Mm-hmm. Tigers are the ones that just like, they like to pounce. They're, they just wander around going like, ooh, I'm going to murder that. It's a tiger that's been released. I, don't, in Puerto I mean, Rico. I don't know a lot about Puerto Rican um, biology and like their, uh, you know, all the animals that thrive there, but I don't think they have tigers. I'm saying like a Not zoo usually. or a private collector. Yeah. Tiger got I mean, away. That, okay, fair, fair, noted. Um. <laughs> I was going to say also, it's one of the things that always bothers me about Jurassic Park. It's like the animals never get full. They just keep killing over and over and over again. It's just like, what? You know, animals, when they get full, don't, they yeah. don't just keep hunting like well like you said it, they expend their energy and they're like okay it's time to rest like mm-hmm. we all should quit by productivity culture fuck it <laughs> stupid um <laughs> tell them i tell will them. Uh, I'm, I'm getting there my words they're hard to come by all right i'm almost there <laughs> so uh i feel like i mentioned this show a lot but um 
there's a great episode of Monstrum on the storied YouTube channel at the PBS YouTube channel about the Chupacabra. Um, the, the episode is about the Chupacabra, not the whole <laughs> channel. Uh, but they had this really interesting point they made in the episode where they're discussing how Puerto Ricans, you know, appropriated this creature as a symbol for their own kind of like cultural, political otherness. Because, you mm-hmm. know, Puerto Ricans are technically U.S. citizens, mm-hmm. but because Puerto Rico is like a commonwealth of the U.S., they get no rights. They don't yeah. get any rights. They don't get the benefits of citizenship. They can't vote. Mm-hmm. So, like, pretty fucked, you know, pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they you kinda... said that because that's a whole thing on. Twitter right now is AOC said something about uh, Puerto Ricans being U.S. and uh, citizens and a bunch of people being like, you're an idiot. No, they're not. And just be like, oh, my God, guys. Yeah, they well, are. Yeah. Like I I once went to the Virgin Islands for a video gig in like. I'm trying to figure out how to say this like sensitively, but like there was there was some parts you know some infrastructure we'll say that really needed some love mm-hmm. but the same deal they're also like you know a commonwealth or territory or whatever and they have no rights and it's like well u.s quote unquote owns you now but you don't have like you can't give them fucking help and shit when there's yeah, storms. yeah it's just like fucked up and it's the same way i'm gonna ruin all the facts here but like you know a while ago when puerto rico was like dealing with like natural disaster stuff and like they weren't getting en- enough aid and you know the mayor is like please, please please you know basically begging like, mm-hmm. but that was that was during the trump days so that actually happened during covid too puerto rico said please don't visit here but they don't have the right to shut down the border mm-hmm. so they couldn't close the island off like hawaii could so wait did, were was hawaii able to close the border because i know they were having issues too because tourists were coming in and using all the water while the citizens had to ration water. They they did. They basically came up with rules where you had to like um, quarantine for mm. a certain amount of time. Before People don't like that. And it's like if you got to quarantine for two weeks, it's really hard to do a vacation because you're just going to get there and be like in a hotel for two weeks and then you get to get on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they like kind of appropriated the Chupacabra, which I thought was a really interesting point. Um, but yeah, check out that show, by the way, everyone. Go on YouTube, look up Monstrum. It's fucking phenomenal. It um, is really good. Yeah, Dr. Emily Zarka uh, does all that stuff. But yeah, watch it. It's great, especially that episode. It's super good. But yeah, that, my babies, is the Chupacabra. Yay. Yay. Chup, 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 chup. <laughs> we, um, we didn't do our intro. Fuck. <laughs> oh, well, that's fun. This this reminds me of my other show where I always forget. No, that's fun. Well, Should we we'll do, just it do it now? now? Yeah, yeah. Let's just do it now. Um, hello. We're Love at First Sighting, <laughs> the podcast that forgets to do their intro. But we usually have sex positive, kink friendly, and thirsty conversation. Wait, I feel like I did do this. No. No. No, no we no. were sure doing it during the test. We just went right on in. So we have thirsty conversations about monsters and cryptids like the Chupacabra that uh, traverse our backyards and imaginations. Uh, I'm Joyce, your forgetful, one of your forgetful hosts. My pronouns are she, they. I'm your resident monster cryptid researcher. Um, I feel really shook right now. Uh, also here and forgetful is Jim. I'm here. I'm queer. I'm forgetful, but let it be known. I was the one who remembered. Woot. That's fair. <laughs> And I'm bringing the monster porn or reading the monster porn. I brought some, but some of us brought some others. Hmm. Oh. Speaking of, also joining me is Coco. Hi, I'm Coco. <laughs> I am the layman in cryptids. Um, but today I wrote our erotica. And this Yay. is my first erotica. Yay. Um, not to mention first cryptid story altogether. So <laughs> this is going to be good. You're joining the legions of yes. uh, perverts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I say that loving. One of us. One, One of us. Google, Google gobble, gobble, Google gobble. <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, I did choose the Puerto Rican chupacabra. As you should. Yeah. And I uh, didn't make them quite as short. I kind of. 
I kind of played with. I didn't make them nine feet tall <laughs> at all. They're still very small. That's one of the things from the drinking game. Is the mm-hmm. monster tall enough for Jim? <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. I like that. Uh, yeah. I'll talk about the rest afterwards. So. All right. So I'm going to assume, since you did write some erotica, that this monster fucks. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. They I love do. It. Yeah. I love it. All right. I'm going to readjust I feel like we forgot our intro. This chair kind of leans forward a bit. Yeah, it's a weird chair. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Actually, I'm going to bust out. I'm going to grip it and rip it, baby. Oh, hell yeah. Bump, bump, bump. What you got there, baby? Oh, my mic fell down. (laughs) (laughs) I've got... A big O energy drink. Oh. I think these are the ones with 300 milligrams. Yeah. Dang. dang. Time to get. That is our epic recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our audio medium. Fucking this is good. our epic recording day. So I had some coffee. I'm ready. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. This is Coco Story. Titled. Vampiro de Mocha. Oh! 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 <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm clutching my pearls. You're clutching your pearls. <laughs> I love it. Okay. You've never been a superstitious person. Or at least, you'd like to think that. You say things like, that's not how it works, and why would you, why would knocking on wood do anything? And yet, you often find yourself knocking on wood, avoiding walking under ladders, and even throwing salt over your shoulder just as your abuela used to do. You want to believe that the universe isn't silly enough to have your words and your actions affect the grand scheme of things. You sigh at the phrase, grand scheme. You ask yourself, as you've done many times before, how do people look at the universe and think, yeah, this is definitely planned out. You're strolling aimlessly on the dirt road that runs along the fields of sugar and grain, a walk you've done nearly your entire life. A walk that stretches along, a walk that stretches long through the mountains and hills, a walk you do with your arms full of fruits and vegetables and breads, a walk you take to school with your books and pencils, sharp and made ready by your father's knife each night, a walk you do when you felt lonely, stepping forward confident where your feet would guide you to wherever you wanted to be, while your eyes would stare unworried into the horizon. Only now, as this thought crosses your mind, Do you realize what you're doing? You're aimlessly walking the dark path, trusting your feet, staring at the sky, and bathing in the blinding moonlight. You're here because you're lonely. That isn't to say you don't have friends, and it isn't as if you don't have family. You probably have too much of that. You have them, and yet you dream of something more, something closer, an intimacy that you've never really found in this place. It's not just sexual, though. You certainly enjoy better sex. The boys in town have always tried their best. You don't blame them, but they never seem to fit right. They're always fumbling and preening like peacocks, so worried with their masculinity that half of the time, they don't seem to notice you're even there. When you read love stories or hear your friends talk about their lovers and partners, you feel a little empty, like you're missing out on something beautiful. As you crest the hill that overlooks your family farm, you feel a disquieted wind bursting upwards. The gusts flow through you and send shivers down your spine. There isn't an odd temperament to the... There is... There is an odd temperament? There is an odd temperament to the air tonight. Is that... Mm. Okay. Temperament. 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 Now you're not going to be able to say it. Uh Uh-uh. There is an odd temperament to the air tonight like tasting danger or smelling unease. You feel that annoying sense of superstition wash over you, and it makes you grimace. Tonight is a dangerous night to be out, you imagine your mother saying. But you're not a child anymore. Wind is just wind. Wood is just wood. And the night is just that. You focus for a moment on the hissing trees vibrating in the stirring air and start to shuffle your feet a little to hear the satisfying crunch of hard soil beneath your shoes. Then. 
As always, with your confident feet guiding you, you turn your head to the endless deep blue riddled with stars. As you tuck your hands into your pockets for warmth, having come a little way down the hill, that nagging feeling jolts through you again, this time inescapable. Something is wrong. It's quiet. The sheep are never this quiet, even at night, and especially when a person is walking past. No quickened hooves, no long bleats, no grunts or heavy breaths, just silence on the hill. Your eyes dart around the fence, the moon bright enough that you should be able to see something, but you don't. The season is high, and the sheep should be full of white fur. They should stand out like, well, sheep on a hill. So you climb up on the nearest post to get a better look and immediately see a down section of fence. Fuck, you sigh. Quickly, you make out, quickly you make for the house, just past the fence, and immediately begin banging on the door. There's no answer. You assume they're in town with everyone else. Undeterred, you jump the fence and make for the broken section on the other side to get a better idea of the direction the little fluffs may have gone. The little fluffs may have gone. You see hoofprints scattered around the fallen fence rails, spreading out in all directions at first, but then suddenly moving in unison toward the trees. You feel around in your pockets for a moment and pull out a small flashlight you always carry. You shine it along the tree line, but it's too weak to give you much of a view. You debate going around the woods, but you have no idea what direction they could have come out, or if they're still in there. So with little other option, you wander in. The forest is much darker and harder to navigate than you expect, but after a moment of accidentally walking into impassable, bu- impassable brushes, you find a path that looks as though it's been worn in by trotting sheep. A snag of wool on a branch confirms it. You walk low through the tangled branches, trying to keep your light in front, in front but having to point it at your feet from time to time to keep from, to keep from tripping like I'm tripping right now. You feel a sudden hope as a white glow ahead catches your eye. It looks like a clearing. You speed up a little, having had more than your fill of spiderwebs in your mouth and leaves in your hair. As you break the clearing, you're hit with a staggering scent of sulfur. Your eyes water and you chuck your arm over your mouth as you try to look around. You attempt wiping away blinding tears, but manage to rather stupidly shine your light directly in your eyes. Oh, you cry out, fuck me. The sound, <laughs> the sound of something moving nearby gives you pause. It sounds as startled as you feel now. Don't worry, hey, don't worry. I'm just here to get you home safe. You coo at what you assume is a sheep, but the movement stops, leaving only the wind in your unsettled nerves. That feeling again. It's so powerful now that you start to feel panic take you. You wipe more furiously at your eyes until they, ex- until they start to adjust. You shine your light around frantically and gasp at the sight of a dead sheep. You step back and jerk your head around, looking for anything that could have done this. A wild dog, you ask yourself? The tree line seems empty enough, as does the clearing itself. You take a deep breath, calmed a little. You approach the sprawled out sheep. It looks terribly emaciated. Are they even feeding you? You ask aloud as you run your hand down its body. On its side, not far from its neck, you notice three punctures in a triangular shape. You press down a little and see a small pool of blood collect in its fur. You poor thing, you say softly. Don't you... Oh, that's not me. That's not me. Don't you eat meat? Your heart nearly leaps out of your chest at this unknown voice. You swing your light around but only see a silhouette in the dark trees. What? I said, don't you eat meat. The voice is gentle and full of deep notes. Wait, gentle or genteel? <laughs> did I type genteel? You did. <laughs> it's not genteel. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean. Gentle, gentle. Okay. <laughs> Just didn't make a sudden... Like, oh, by the way, she's Jewish. Like, <laughs> not Gentile. I thought genteel is more like proper. And I think, uh, yeah, isn't is that a, a different it, word? Yeah, I genteel. didn't know there was a genteel as well, which yes. is probably I think it's why like I did a that. southern word that is similar to gentle in its meaning. 
it's it's like proper and like yeah good good breeding and you know like winston churchill or something (laughs) okay sorry yeah (laughs) sure (laughs) (laughs) are you like maybe mark twain or something southerner winston churchill (laughs) southern heart Oh, he was certainly as racist. Sorry, go on. The voice is gentle and full of deep notes, like a lifelong singer who can't help but speak in a song-like way. Uh, yes, I eat meat. You answer with hesitation. You seem so. Nope. You seem so sad for it. I thought. Maybe you didn't eat meat. Oh, well, yeah, but these sheep are for wool, not food. Not that it makes a huge difference, but I don't like when things die needlessly. You stand up a little calmer now, while you ponder walking towards the dark figure. You imagine the knife in your back pocket and how quickly you could pull it out. What makes you think it died needlessly? The voice asks. Well, it looks like it got hit with a trap or something. The people around here set them up for protection. You say as you feel a greater sense of ease with every passing moment. You aren't a small woman, and you certainly aren't weak. There's few people in this town who would try to claim otherwise. And now that you know where the per- and now that you know where the person is, you feel a greater sense of control. Did you kill it? You ask boldly. Yes. The voice replies. Why? I needed to eat. It's clearly emaciated. What food are you going to get out of it? I already did. The voice said coldly. The voice says coldly. What? You start to ask what they mean, but stop suddenly. As they move into the cool moonlight of the clearing, you drop your flashlight to your side, not needing it anymore. Their body shimmers with what seems to be small scales that flash like an iridescent snakeskin. Their legs and arms are long but they stand only a little taller than your little brother. Their body is slender and graceful as it moves closer, and they're wearing something like a short dress that hugs thinly to their curves. As their face comes into view, a strange feeling takes you. You can't help but feel bewitched by their beauty. Mm-hmm. Here's the point. I'm going to go around the bend. <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> their face like their body, is covered in the same dark scales. Sorry. Were they licking their lips? (laughs) No, I am. Thirsty bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Their face, like their body, is covered in the same dark scales that seem softer as they move closer. As a whole, it's a human-like face, save for the proportions. Their massive eyes peer at you with bewilderment, and their wide mouth stretches nearly the same distance as the outer edge of their jaw. Their dark, feather-like hair dances in the gentle breeze. In the Gentile breeze. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. It's silly. It's silly. (laughs) (laughs) Their dark feather-like hair dances in the gentle breeze of the clearing, and you make out two small horns. Their lips are human enough, you think to yourself, and the thought sends a rush of blood to your cheeks. Hello, you say sheepishly. Hello. They say back. I've heard about you, you start. You open your mouth to say the name aloud, but worry they might not like it. You have? They smile slightly. You're, you stutter, you're beautiful. They step back slightly, looking looking both surprised and suspicious. I'm what? You're beautiful, you say again without hesitation. You think that? Really? You nod passionately as they smile in return. What's your name? You ask. Don't have one. They shrug. Is it okay if I give you one? 
you ask, and they shrug again. Sure. How about you think for a moment? Luna? It means moon. You point to the sky as you ask, and they quickly look up with a delighted nod. Here we go. Sorry. What about you? They ask. Sarah, you answer, and Luna repeats it quietly to themselves, as though they're savoring the sound of it. Well, Luna, you say, leaning around to look at the sheep. I take it you drink blood? Yeah. Luna sighs. I didn't. Oh, that's you. Hmm. I didn't mean to scare them. I was hoping to just grab the oldest one quietly. Uh, I only take the oldest or the sickest. Luna says as they walk over and gingerly run their hand down the lifeless animal's side. Normally I wouldn't hurt, whoop, normally I wouldn't hunt on such a bright night, but I was too hungry to wait. When I was just about to pounce, one of the others saw me and they all rushed for the fence. Want to help me get them back? You ask. Luna looks up, surprised, again by your words. Everyone's in town for a wedding. No one will be out to see you, if that's what you're worried about. Less worried with you around, I think. The answer, and you feel the same rush of blood to your cheeks. They like each other. Little meat cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you want to get some sheep together? <laughs> Let's go wrestle some sheep. Yeehaw. Yeah. How? You and Luna spend the next few hours rounding up the lost and confused flock. You can't help but stare at Luna as they move gracefully around each little cluster. They're silent as they run and sometimes switch to all fours as they pivot. You spend little moments between herding to talk. You tell them of your family and they of theirs, how they come from the mountains and how they never imagined meeting a human would be so pleasant. Your heart speeds up when they get near you and flutters wildly when they smile at you. You've never wanted someone like this. Never felt this kind of pull. You question for you question for a moment if there's some magic at work, a spell they're putting you under. You've heard stories of vampiric creatures tricking humans and drinking their blood, but deep down you know, this is different. This is you. You want to take Luna in your arms. You want to press them against a tree, a rock, whatever you find. You don't care. You want to taste them on your lips and feel them tied against your body. You want... Are you all right? Luna asks as they set the last bit of fence back into place. You're staring at me with this look. Their eyes squint with playful suspicion. Uh, uh, you stutter, flustered. What is it? Luna steps closer as she asks. You wonder if the sulfur smell from the clearing was something like a warning shot. Because now, now they smell as sweet and green as summer. It's just, you're nervous. You've never been nervous with anyone, but you're nervous now. It's just, I like you, I think. I mean, I know. I just, you make me feel. As you try and finish, Luna steps forward, standing now inches from you, their small frame dwarfed by your own. I can see you blushing. Luna says. They glance down between your thighs. I can see a lot of things, you know. What does that mean? <laughs> You're a vampire. They can see blood flow. <laughs> so Sarah's basically just beat red face, cold, 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 beat red crotch. <laughs> Fully. Yep. Their voice is warm and inviting. Your breathing quickens. With one swift movement, you lift Luna up their legs quickly wrapping around you. Your lips meet, and it's like a jolt of electricity shooting through your chest and rushing to your pussy. You've never felt anything like this before, a pulsing and throbbing inside you that begs to be touched, to be needed, to be filled and used and loved. Luna grinds their hips against you as their long, sweet tongue gently runs the inside of your lip. You pull their head aside and bite down softly on their neck as they continue to press their body tight against yours. Harder. They whine through heightened breaths and excited shivers. You bite into them with more and more pressure as you feel some deep hidden animal rising inside you. You want to tear Luna apart, 
Or maybe it's that you want to be inside them. You've never been inside someone, though you've imagined it many times, and it's all you want now. You fall to your knees and slam Luna against the ground as they giggle excitedly. Yes. Yes, I don't break easy. You'll have to work for it. They say as they hold the sides. They say as they hold the sides of your face. Their voice is more playful now and has a subtle growl that makes your blood sing. You lean back and press into the ground with your hand. It rests firmly on their chest for a moment, but it feels awkward. They smile wide and point to their neck. You wrap your hand around it and squeeze. Squeeze it in, not down. Luna says, still grinning with excitement. You grip them tight in your hand and feel them relax under your weight. You look down and notice they've already lifted their dress and are guiding your other hand up their thigh. You feel the smooth, soft skin of their labia sliding under your fingertips. That pulsing pressure of lust shakes you. You press your middle finger between their folds and feel their wet warmth. You smell them and your hair raises along your skin as you push inside them. Luna groans with pleasure as you go deeper. You worry for a moment that you won't know what to do, but you remember you've been playing with your pussy your entire life. You start slow, teasing them and feeling a rush of joy and excitement as they twist and convulse under you. They reach around your hips and pull you against their own, pushing your fingers deeper inside. You, So you put another finger in, and Luna lets out a laugh of pleasure. Oh, Sarah, fuck, yes! Hey, Peepaw, we are recording. You can't just slap stuff loudly. I, but it, it's been like trying to like get up in my nose and stuff while I'm trying to read. I got it. I'm going to do mine one more time because it was like right at the end of it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, Sarah, fuck. Yes. They say looking deep into your eyes. Adding another finger, you massage upwards and pull, almost all the way out, before thrusting your hips again, your own hand to put before thrusting your hips against your own hand to push it back inside. You press again and again as Luna arches their back and rides. You press your thumb on their clit and start rubbing in circles, faster and faster and faster. They tense and you feel their pussy grip you. Their head lurches forward as they stare into your eyes, their mouth hanging open silently, gasping. Their eyes widen and their walls squeeze so and their walls squeeze so tightly. You're not sure you can press in again, but you do anyway. Luna flings their head back and howls. It's a sound full of pleasure and heat and passion. They gasp for air and look at you with their mouth fully stretched into a wicked smile. Holy fuck. They whimper and you laugh. Did I do good? Yes, you fucking did. They exclaim as they grab the back of your neck and pull you close to kiss you. Their wide mouth nearly encompasses yours, and you feel consumed and desired. I want to taste you, you whisper, as you pull their hair back and bite their neck again. Their scales ripple under your lips, and you move down their body, pulling their dress up further as you go. You kiss along their chest and lick down their stomach. You can feel them convulsing as you inch closer and closer to their dripping center. Somehow, you only now realize that they have a long, thin tail. You tuck it aside and, undeterred, you breathe along their inner thigh, making them vibrate with anticipation. You're teasing them, and they love it. You finally, you finally flick your tongue against Luna's wet clit as you feel their hand grasp your head and press into them. You run your tongue from their clit to their ass gently, pressing inside them as you move past each hole. Up and down you press, again and again. Luna nearly clawing at your head now. You decide to try something you've always wanted someone to do to you. You bite down on their clit ever so gently, and they let out a little yip. Yes, yes. They moan. You shove your tongue inside them, and you feel them tightening again. Excited, you press with all your power into them as their cum drips down your chin. You groan in unison with them. They gasp for air just like before, and after several heaving breaths and a little burst of blissful laughter, they pull your head up. My turn. Nope. Holy shit. They say, trying <laughs> oh, to catch their let breath. Let me try it again, yeah. sorry. Holy shit. They say, trying to catch their breath. They caress the side of your face and lock eyes with you as they continue. 
My turn. They grip your face now. It's firm. And you know in this moment you are theirs and you want to be. With ease, Luna tosses you to your back and lifts your skirt and lifts your shirt to your chin. They kiss you again, hard and panting. Do you like the way you taste? You ask, not knowing where the words are coming from. I want to make sure your... I want to make sure my cum is on your... T- <clears throat> I want to. Sh- <laughs> I'll get there. I want to make sure my cum is on my tongue before I fuck you with it. Your eyes widen as she speaks, and all the blood in your body rushes to your aching pussy. Yes, yes, I want that. You feel like a kid as you say it, but you don't care. Luna runs their long tongue along your breast as they grip your ribs and arch your back towards them. They bite gently on your nipples before kissing them with a kindness you've never felt. They are worshipping. Oh. <laughs> I'm They're worshipping you in this moment, and, you pra- and you're practically humming with the knowledge of it. They pull your pants off quickly, giggling slightly as they do. And before you can think of what's next, they bury their face in you and ease their tongue inside. That enormous tongue, its length filling you up, pressing in every direction, and with every pulse, your back arches more until until you've nearly left the ground. Their arms are under your legs, lifting them up, and their hands are tucked behind your hips, holding you. They move in and out of you quickly as your eyes blur over and your senses narrow to nothing but the fullness and the quick, wet motions of Luna's powerful embrace. All the muscles in your body lock. Your ears feel like you're diving underwater and your lungs seem too full to take a breath. Just when you think you can't stand any more, just when you think you might pass out, you feel a release like a tempest of pleasure, like pure ecstasy. Yes, you're screaming out just as Luna was. You're roaring into the night. You feel like you're bathing in warm sunlight, like you've just tasted the best food you've ever heard of, like you could stay in this feeling forever. And when it settles, you lay in your pool of joy and calm and cum. Luna slides their tongue out, a sensation that makes your entire body convulse and a giggle slip from your lips. Oh, you pant. Oh. Oh? Luna looks up at you amused. No one's ever made me orgasm before. Your eyes are watering from exhaustion and the tears are acting like prisms that multiply the stars as you whimper out your words. Oh. Luna leaps, Luna leaps onto you enthusiastically. I'm your first. Well, no, not the first person. No, no, I, I'm the first to make you come. That's the one that counts. Luna says with a perky pride. They lean down and kiss you softly. They slide slightly lower to lay on you their legs still straddling your sides. They press their cheek into your chest and your breath quietly, and you breathe quietly in unison. You lay there for a beautifully long time in sweet, blissful silence, just feeling one another when you finally finally feel compelled to speak. I want you to meet my mom. You what? The end. Oh, I was like, (laughs) what? Okay, okay. That was a little uh, a joke for the lesbians out there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Pitch yeah. that U-Haul, babies. Yeah, get yeah. that U-Haul out. Get your, get your fucking Subaru out back. Pitch <laughs> a U-Haul to it. There, there were a few like really tiny jokes in there for the lesbians listening the the knife and the having a flashlight in the pocket at all times like yeah i was just playing around with a little little jokes very small yeah i liked it that was excellent yeah that was really excellent it was very good yeah i liked it you can tell like all the stuff that i've uh, like mildly complained about the other stories that i did in this like yeah. The cryptid should get just as much fun and so should like both people should be enjoying it. Yeah. I also like the idea that there was like setup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just instead of just like, uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> Nani. <laughs> um, yeah. She 
Mm. That's good. That's good stuff. That was good. I really loved it. Well, when I was getting the dialogue, I was like typing it out, and like I got to the I want to I want my tongue. I want my cum on my tongue before I fuck you with it. And I was like typing that. I was going, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you're sweaty. That was the, I feel like that line alone made her want them to meet her mom. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. like, oh no, I'm keeping you. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're not getting away from me now. Mm-mm. Shit. All right. Well, hold on. Oh, don't be jumping. I know. I do it every time. <laughs> Hey, Joyce, would you fuck Vampiro de Mocha? Yeah, I think so. I did it. You (laughs) did it. You did it. Yes, I did it. First one ever. Oh, There wasn't any caveats either. You were like ready. It was just immediately yes. I mean, you know, uh, it it feels silly to always do the caveat of like, well, I got to get over the the monster first, which is the reality if we're playing in the space. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, the listeners don't want to hear that every fucking time. Mm-hmm. I always repeat myself, you know, with many things. But yeah, like I think if we can somehow traverse that, <laughs> that kind of whole thing and we can get in a good space and yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, Gina? Of course I would. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, yeah. that tongue and that comb. Oh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that, that line alone i was like oh, yep get get that tongue up in my guts mm-hmm. 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 Shit. Shit. I, I mean i obviously would i specifically wrote them where i'm like mm-hmm. yeah yeah this is what would work yeah. yeah hey listeners at home tell us would you fuck vampiro de mocha yeah oh, i would love to know yeah, yeah. you can why it, have we not been asking that yeah. i don't know hey is there a monster we've talked about you would fuck or not fuck. It's okay either way. Why don't you use our socials to answer us? Yeah, you know? just add us on Twitter or or Instagram, I guess. Yeah. It's easier to add on Twitter. Um, yeah. Laughspod. <laughs> L-A-F-S-P-O-D at Twitter. Tell, yeah. us, tell, us, tell us how we're doing. Also, tell us who you fuck. Yeah. It's okay. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Your favorite one so far. No judgment. No judgment. Uh, we're also mm-hmm. on Instagram. At love at first sighting, but you can't talk so much about sex on Instagram because they're pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, special thanks as always to listening to our wild time. Uh, we already talked about our socials, uh, but hey, we also have a website, lafspod.com. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. on there, you can find a little bit about us, you can find our episodes, you can our cryptid cupid submission form you know if you want to write some shit submit it to us if you want to give us feedback or send us something you found that you really like that someone else wrote that would be rad we would love that there's also a link to patreon yes i i remembered that one today patreon we got benefits out the wazoo please 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 be a patron that helps us do this labor of lust as jim likes to call it <laughs> you know because you know we we're doing this out of the fun and the love and the lust. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find us wherever you find podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, blah, blah, blah. Um, and but, obviously, like, reviews help. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll bump us up the charts. Sure will. But I will say I have checked, and we are technically shadow banned on uh Twitter and Instagram, which just it's it's a thing not a lot of people know about, but both companies do it and lie that they don't. But it just means unless you search our name exactly, we won't come up. Mm. Um, so if you just type in like most of it or you're trying to remember it, luckily ours is very easy. But mm. I will say if you could share us with your friends, Please do. Um, that, that will help immensely share us on Twitter or Instagram share our posts whatever it is we would love to get a bigger audience and i know there's plenty of little horny boy babes out there borbs borbs honey borbs (laughs) the horny borg (laughs) the horny borb um yeah so that obviously sucks but yeah help help us get out there so like you know maybe more people could see our shit and uh we're we're good peeps we're yeah we're just too horny for you know the patriarchy Mm mm-hmm 
So yeah, what I up? mean, fuck them. As soon as we tag anything erotica, it's very yeah. likely to, to throw us down. But. Well, now the the millionaire jerk face owns Twitter. Maybe that will change. Probably not. Well, he <laughs> doesn't allow free speech when bad mouthing Tesla, but he is pretty good on. <laughs> The free speech, or when, when you bad mouth how he, you know, did a Parthaid or whatever that mm-hmm. is, and steal people's stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, I guess that that's the show, right? Yeah, <laughs> watch the shadows, sweeties. <laughs> <laughs> Stay horny, babes. Go write some just fucking sweet lesbian fan fiction. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Yep. Love you.